Hey, this is Sharan Srivatsa. Welcome back to the Business School Podcast. And in this episode, I'm going to do something that I generally do not do. I'm going to talk a little bit about money. And not money in the sense that you have experienced, more in the sense of how you can utilize money as a tool to drive more happiness in your life. In fact, I'm going to show you how to buy happiness without it breaking the bank. In fact, I'm going to show you my five uncommon things that money can buy that will instantly make you a happier person. This is not a foo-foo episode and it's not deeply philosophical. It is ultra tactical because just listening to this, I think will change your paradigm on a lot of things and you can instantly become a happier person and you will not have this weight hanging over you. I break this down for you both strategically and tactically step-by-step -step, all starting right now. One thing is for certain. Just because it's tried and true doesn't mean it's working right now. So the big question is this, where can you learn what is working right now? The strategies, the tactics, the psychology, and the exact how-to. How to grow your business. How to blow up your personal brand and supercharge your personal growth. That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Sharon Srivatsa, and welcome to Business School. I promise you I debated for many weeks on whether I should record this episode and exactly how to title it. I even thought about various ways to couch the title so that I wouldn't get ridiculed or judged for this. But I think it is important to share this with the world because it is my truth. And I actually think that it can be your truth too. That's why this episode is titled How to Buy Happiness. And more importantly, the five uncommon things that money can buy that will make you instantly a happier person. Think about that the five uncommon things that money can buy that will instantly make you a happier person. As always, I'm going to be ultra tactical in this episode because I think that once you see this, once you feel it, it will change your life forever. I've got three big topics to share with you. Number one is you got to kind of define your happiness and I'll tell you how to do that. Number two, you can, I'm going to show you how to buy your happiness without it costing a lot of money. And number three, I'm going to show you how to outsource your happiness because that's when it gets really fun very quickly. But first, let's talk about uh, kind of defining your happiness. I recorded this uh, another episode, which I'll link below, the idea of wanting what you want. And I think several people, both from Stoic philosophy, including modern-day gurus like Dan Sullivan, have talked about this, but the idea of wanting what you want. So I'll give you an example. If you wanted a Lambo uh, or Lamborghini, and you, or you wanted to buy a jet or a yacht, you would not say, oh, I want to buy a jet because it would make it convenient. I want to buy a Lambo because I really want to drive a fast car. No, you don't want to say that. What you want to say is, I want a Lambo or I want a jet. There is no because. Because when we get to a time where we don't actually have to give everyone or anyone else rationalization, which is the because for anything, that's when you truly actually want something. If you took away the because, if you say, hey, I want to buy a jet because I want to show up my friend, if that is the true feeling, you will know that you probably don't need a jet. You probably don't need a yacht. I, I talked to one of my billionaire mentors and he told me, Sharon, I gave up early on. I gave up on the idea of wanting a jet or a yacht or a big house because I felt like I had whatever I wanted in life and all that I wanted more of was more time and less hassle. Like, this is a billionaire telling me that. And yes, he eventually ended up becoming a billionaire. I knew him before he was one. But think about that, right? The idea of wanting what you want, the wanting what you want. 
if you can do it with no judgment and give no reasons, that's when you really truly define your happiness. Again, try this. Next time you want something, just say, oh, I want a burger. When I talk to my seven-year-old daughter and I ask her, what ice cream do you want? She says, I want chocolate. She doesn't say, I want chocolate because of whatever reason. No, she says, I want chocolate. So if, if can wanting things in your life, in my life, be as simple as choosing the ice cream flavor? Because that's when you truly know you can want what you want and be super happy with it. But second is I'm going to show you how to actually buy your happiness. And to do this, I'm going to give you a, a mnemonic. I'm going to give you an acronym that you can remember very easily because I have introduced and managed this acronym in my life specifically. And I think that you will benefit too. And this acronym is TEACH. TEACH. T-E-A-C-H. I'm going to talk to you about five things that you can buy that will give you instant happiness. So let's talk about the acronym TEACH. Number one, which is T, T for time. How amazing would it be if you could just buy more time? Now, I want to clarify this very quickly. A lot of people will use this, this half-baked idea on when you should hire somebody. So if you've not heard this in the past, they will say things like, oh, uh, take your average annual compensation divided by the number of uh, hours, and then you'll know your hourly rate. So let's say your hourly rate is $50. Well, then you should not be doing any task that is under $50. So if it's a $25 an hour task, you should not do it. Now, I will tell you that that rationale is inherently flawed. There is a reason why other people don't actually prescribe to that rationale. And let me explain why. If you make, if you're hourly rate is $50 an hour and you find a task that's $25 an hour, the only way you can afford that $25 an hour task is if you can skip doing that task for the hour and actually make $50 in that hour. That is the only reason. So for example, if you're an attorney, right, and you were making $500 an hour and you realize that you had a $25 task of cleaning your car, $25 an hour, I'm just making this up. Well, if you can get someone else to clean your car for $25 and in that hour, you can actually sell one more hour of, of legal services, then it makes sense. Otherwise, it doesn't. Because otherwise, what are you doing? You're literally taking $25 and paying somebody to do the job. This is what most people can't get their head around. The advice is good, but the implementation is bad. Most people don't actually want to outsource their time because they don't know what to replace the outsource time with. Now, what I would offer is that two completely different scenarios. One, you should either offer a replacement time. So if you're an attorney, you can be like, hey, if someone else washes my car, I could go resell that hour for legal services for $500 and I would make a net $475. Now that makes sense. No wonder you get some, you get some leverage with that. Or I'll tell you what I do. I just have a really high uh, value on my time from a free time perspective. So let's say it's $25 an hour. Let's just say I value my time at $25 an hour. I value my free time at $25 an hour, which means I will pay somebody 25 bucks. I'm just making up numbers, $25, $50, $100. I would pay somebody $100 to have them let me be alone. Have them, I would pay somebody $100 to be like, hey, leave me alone for an hour. Nobody bother me. That's a, I'm totally good with that. Now that's a really powerful too, because what I'm doing is, I have a very simple mechanism of buying my happiness. And it's super powerful because now I can be like, oh my gosh, I got a handyman to come put my standing desk up. Amazing, because 
I sat on the couch for the $100, and I am so happy that I got paid to sit on the couch because I was totally okay with that. The problem is no one actually knows how to buy time. So there are two ways in which you buy time. Way number one is you know that when you, if someone else can take over that time, you can go do something else with that time. If you can't do something else with the time to earn more money, you don't want to spend those dollars because they're coming out of your net profits. I understand that. And most people don't understand that because they just say, oh yeah, you should do that, right? Second is we, I would offer to you that the sooner you can place a value on someone just paying, that someone you would pay to leave you alone, someone that you would pay to have you free time, someone that you would pay to give you peace of mind, someone that you would pay to let you chill out. If you did that, then everything in life becomes a lot clearer because you know exactly when to write a check and when not to. And that's super, super, super powerful. So number one, you can buy time. Number two, it's really important. Uh, by the way, let's talk about this for a second, buying time. That's one of the big reasons why I actually buy, I have several virtual assistants. Virtual assistants are amazing for me because I don't hire generic virtual assistants. I hire very specific virtual assistants. So recently, we just hired a YouTube virtual assistant. She's a specialist at YouTube. Now for me, I'd have to either acquire that skill or hire that skill. Acquiring the skill requires me to spend hours on hours learning how to do that or my team hours and hours learning how to do that or buying a course and learning how to do that or hiring a consultant to learning how to do that. Instead, I just hired a virtual assistant that was an experienced YouTube virtual assistant. That's it. It was great, right? So uh, the VA kind of sniper VAs are your greatest uh, source of hiring virtual assistants. And... Um, I don't get any kickbacks, et cetera, for this. My friend, uh, Laith Masarway is a CEO of Assistantly. Go to assistantly.com. They're one of the best virtual assistant companies that I've worked with. I hire all my virtual assistants from them. Here's what I do. I talk to their, uh, their, their, uh, their team. I tell them exactly what I want in English. I just explain it. I show them where I'm struggling. I show them what I do. And most of them, what they do is they define a job description for me. They run it by me to make sure I'm thinking about it right. And then they go find the person that actually meets the job description. In fact, there's even times where they'll match them up to try to train them, which is really powerful for me. So, and if for some reason it didn't work out, they'll just replace the virtual assistant for me so that even I don't even have to have the conversation of saying, hey, vir Miss Virtual Assistant, you don't work out. And that's really powerful because small things like that go to me buying time, right? Me buying time. Second, uh, on the teach, T-E, E for experiences. I'm a big fan of buying experiences because a lot of times people will say, oh, I just want to, you know, I just want to spend more time with my family. My family is my why. My kids are my why. Your kids are not your why. Your family is not your why, right? You want to spend time with your family, but what about that is your why? Do you want them to succeed? Do you want them to have a better life than you did? Do you want them to go change the world? That is your why. Your children are not an object. They're not a why. You want something for them. You want something, you want them to change the world. What is that thing? That is more important to me. And so for me, time with my kids, what I've realized, and I'll, I'll tell you a really true, honest story, is that whenever I talk to my children at the end of every night, I ask my, you know, my, my son who's 12 and my daughter who's seven, I ask them, we play a game called Rose and Thorn. Rose is the one thing that was the rose that was uh, a happy thing that day. And a thorn is something that didn't go well that day. And I will tell you how they answer these questions. Almost always the rose is a unique experience that they had. And a thorn is like the mundane experience that they had. They're like, oh, I had to go do math again. But so it made me start to think, wow, 
they don't, my children don't remember all the normal mundane experiences of spending time. What they do remember are, are unique experiences that break the pattern where they can spend time with me. So what I do right now is randomly, I will take my kids on a Saturday morning mini golfing. Randomly, I'll pick my son up and from soccer one late evening and grab dinner. The random experiences are really powerful because they go out of the pattern and they create experiences. I love buying experiences. So if I could take my son and his three friends to Disneyland for a day, I would do that because that's a unique experience that I buy for them and time and the money allows me to buy that experience. If I get an experience, like I was recently able to take my son uh, on a father-son trip, that was really powerful and he got to design that whole trip himself. Now the craziest part, it was not even that expensive, but I was able to pay to create that experience and buy that experience. My wife was able to do that same weekend, do something with my daughter and take her to Disneyland and she got to design that experience and that was really powerful. We, a lot of times, are like, oh, that's too expensive. But you don't realize that buying experiences is everything. Our life is just a product of our experiences. Our life is just a product of the time that we spend in our experiences. If I could offer you any gift, it is that uh, over-index and, and overspend and overanalyze and get overjoyed and over-excited about ex buying experiences because Curated experiences are very, very hard to come by. And when you buy them, you will, it will change everything forever. It is a, you never regretted that vacation that you took that you paid a little extra money for. You never did because that experience will be forever etched in your memory and you will learn and grow so much more, especially when it's your family associated with that. So that's number two. This is the acronym of buying happiness. Uh, I'm talking about the five uncommon things that money can buy that will instantly make you a happier person. T-E-A-C-H, teach. Number one, it's just T, which is buying time. Number two, which is E, which is buying experiences. Here's number three, which is A, buying access. I like to think of the A as two parts. You're either buying access or buying assets. Uh, what I mean by that is for some people in their life, buying access is important. The other people buying assets is important. Sometimes it may be both. So let me explain. Buying access. They, I was recently interviewed by Forbes Magazine and, and they asked me, they're like, hey, Sharon, when you were a kid, you know, the question was something like this. Hey, Sharon, when you were a kid, did you ever know what you were going to do with your first million dollars? Now, I had a chance to think about it, but I remember this vividly. I remember when I was like 18 years old, 19 years old, and I thought to myself, oh, what I was still in college, right? I thought to myself, what would I do when I got my first million dollars? And I will tell you this. I wanted to get my first million dollars and write a check to Tony Robbins. Uh, so that he could be my coach. A lot of people want to take their first million and save it, take their first million and invest it, take their first million and buy a plane or a boat or a house or pay off their loans or whatever. I wanted to take my first million and buy access. I wanted the access because I knew that Tony Robbins coached some of the biggest entrepreneurs in the world. And I knew that if nothing else, if nothing else from that one coaching session, I would get three to five introductions that he could make for me that no one could have ever made. Right. And a lot of times when, you know, I don't do this anymore, but when I was able to, when I, when I work with the, the, the private companies that, the, that we've invested in founders that we've invested in, or when I, when I used to mentor a lot of CEOs and influencers, my best thing that I could do was not quote coach them or advise them, but I'd be in the meeting and they'll say, well, I'm really looking for X and I could make introductions to them that would have taken them lifetimes to make. I will tell you that a lot of times when you can write a check to get access to one person, that person can unlock 10 other people for you. So you instantly get 
10x ROI on the check that you write. The greatest thing that you can do is access, what am I doing all day? I'm trying to work super hard to have great connectivity to make myself and my relationships extremely valuable. So if someone comes to me and wants an introduction or someone wrote me a check and is working through a process that I'm helping coaching them and I know that I can introduce them to A, B, C, and D, they would have never made those introductions by themselves in their life ever. Most of the best value that I've gotten from writing a check to get access is the relationships that people have introduced me to and most of the value that I've brought, I believe, to a lot of the people that have written me checks the size you won't even imagine is the introductions and the access, not just then, but also now in years and years later. I will tell you, most of the people that wrote me checks are, I consider them clients for life, not because I needed the check, but because they wrote the check without any hesitation because they, in a lot of ways, showed me the check as a symbol of seriousness, just like I wrote a check to somebody as a symbol of seriousness. Now, I'm not saying you should write me a check that I, I'm not in, the, in, the, in, the, in that game at all, but I have friends who've written me checks 10 plus years ago that who haven't written me a check for nine for the last nine years. They wrote me one check that I still consider great friends, that I still make introductions for, that I still consider a lifetime client of mine because I know the symbol of seriousness that went to making that gesture of writing that check to build that relationship to get access. So if you ever are thinking about, oh, should I join that mastermind? Should I get that coach where my experiences or, you know, the money that the check that I write is to is a lot more than I thought, then rethink that because I will tell you, it is not, it is not the advice. It is not what they tell you that is important. It is who they are that is important. And the who they are comes from the, the person that they bring to the table, the kindness that they show with you, the confidence they can imbue in you and the relationships that they can, they can open for you. That's way more important than the advice they give you and you taking that and dividing by the number of hours and saying, oh my gosh, Sharon was $8,000 for the hour. Like that's crazy because as soon as you do that, like everything falls apart because that one relationship that I could turn on for you can change your life forever, right? That's how you should think about it. T-E-A-C-H, teach. That's how to buy happiness. Number T uh, for time. E, buying experience, ex experiences, A for access. I also talked about A for assets. Uh, a lot of people that I speak to right now are investors. And instead of sitting and hoarding money, one of the things that I often recommend to them is that nobody actually made income and that got them to the Forbes 400 list. All right, just, let, just so you understand. The people that you know are the wealthiest right now are not because of the high income that they make. High income earners pay so much in taxes and are so income dependent on something that they do, unless it's a royalty stream or something else. But very rarely, very rarely do I have I have I seen somebody that generates income that has created so much wealth for themselves. So and the wealth creation is all about buying and building. So building a company or buying assets is what's going to create so much more residual uh, happiness and wealth for you that you could ever imagine. And I will tell you, no one, nobody, nobody ever second guess themselves for investing in an asset that they believed in. I, I'll tell you the truth. For me, I, you know, I had a chance to invest in several single family homes, like single family rentals. And I thought that someone told me, you know, Sharon, I'm going to, I want to get every rental property to pay me $500 a month. That, that way at the end of the year, I make $6,000 a month per rental property. If I get 10 properties at $60,000 a month, if I get 100 properties at $600,000 a month, I just need to get 100 rental properties. And I was like 100 rentals, like I had like 27, 28 doors to start off. And it was a total pain in the butt to manage until I found multifamily. And then I realized this is so much better because I can now get 
leverage. I can have a team manage the assets. I can get depreciation. I can get tax benefits. And I don't need to buy a hundred doors or I can just buy one apartment building with my friends and have a significantly better asset allocation associated with it. So T-E-A-C-H, T for time, buy time, E for experiences, buy experiences, A for access, buy access because your access are 10 to 20x ROI because once you get that, the number of introductions they can make, like imagine this, if you, you wrote me a check, and I'm just making this up by the way, please don't write me any checks. If you wrote me a check, like I would be, I know that you're serious. So I would open up my entire network to you. The, the network that's taken me 25 years to build that you can never build on your own, right? The endorsed introduction that can come from that is a immeasurable, unreplaceable. And that's why the access is so important. So TEA, let's go to C for convenience. Convenience. People misunderstand the, uh, and, and underrate the amount of convenience that can be bought. And Buying convenience is actually significantly cheaper than you think. I'll give you the simplest example. I travel a lot and it's really easy for me to show up at a airport and then here's what happens. You show up at the airport, you walked out a baggage claim and then you have to find somebody and say, where's the Uber pickup? You don't know which actual uh, kind of uh, pull exit it is. Normally you go down the wrong exit, you go to the wrong parking lot, you're staying and waiting in line. Uh, you're waiting because they're trying to, the guy, the, the Uber driver is trying to come get you. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a nightmare, right? And we think it's easier because it's way easier than the yellow cab. But I just, I absolutely hate that experience because I'm in a new environment. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know which entry I'm, where I'm going in. I don't know how fast I'm going to get there. I don't know if my phone's going to like, you know, have battery or not. So I'll give you my convenience. I've realized that it's way easier for me to get a car service and it's significantly not that expensive at all. It's in fact, in a lot of, in a lot of ways, I've noticed that it's almost comparable or cheaper because I found that if I can come down the, escalators or come out of the gates and I could have somebody waiting for me there with the, with my, with Sharon Srivats on, on a, on an iPad. And I can just be like, that's me. And I'm done. That's so much easier for me. And you'd think that's not enough because I will tell you, I can then get in the car, make some calls, check email. And I've saved so much time and so much stress and so much anxiety. The crazy part is I probably paid an extra $20 and I had a significantly better experience. And now I probably do 10 trips a year. So that's $200. For $200, I've completely, completely eliminated all stress upon landing. Like, think about how crazy that is. And now when I do that with my family or my children, they have an insane appreciation for it. They were like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. We were just able to jump in the car and get to the hotel. That makes your vacation so much better. Because that, the small little things, when you manage the transitions, that convenience is super powerful. Or just get a really good handyman. It, most people don't want to pay for it. Like they will go to Ikea, buy a table and spend five hours putting it together. Right? Like I actually have done this. I brought, I got a, I got a standing desk. It sat in my office. I am not joking. It sat in my office for 10 weeks. Right? Finally, my, you know, one of my, one of my friends told me, he's like, dude, just text my buddy. He's a handyman. He, he will, it will be put up before you come in tomorrow and you'd be amazed. That was the day I saw that and I, I, I was amazed at the convenience. They never charged that much money. The was so easy to do. And sometimes you just have to pay for the convenience. Paying for convenience is not hard. But now I, I, I'm not asking you to splurge. I'm just saying, what makes you happier? What reduces your stress? What increases your joy? What makes you so deeply thankful? They're like, oh my goodness, I'm so thankful for that service, that person, that thing that existed. Now, DoorDash is nice. You can pay... And $80 extra in delivery, that's a little egregious, but it's still 
from time to time, two, three times a year, like when my son wants it, I don't mind it because I'm just like, hey, I'm traveling, you can have it and it's good. You're paying for convenience, right? I would offer you this. Think about where you can say, hmm, how can I pay for convenience? And I will tell you one of the things, I shared this with my friend, and by the way, this is, this is the full truth. My friend is a school teacher, all right, at a public school in an inner city public school. I will tell you right now, he does not make a lot of money. Greatest dude ever does not make a lot of money. And I was sharing this teach framework with him and he said something interesting to me. He goes, Sharon, of all the things you said, the one thing that I like the most is the convenience. And I said, oh yeah? He goes, here's what I did. I set aside in my head $200 a month. Like, by the way, he does not make a lot of money. He's like, I set aside in my head $200 a month. That is my convenience budget. And then as and when opportunities come up for convenience, I just pay it. Like, think about that, right? He took the con buying convenience idea to such a practical level that he set aside a convenience budget and he loves his convenience budget. And when he goes over it, he's like, okay, I went over my budget. I'm not gonna, I, like, I can deal with it now. But that's super cool. Even somebody who's on a limited income is able to take this idea and implement it in their lives so they can be less stressed and happier, which is so super cool. T-E-A-C-H, T for time, E for experiences, A for access, C for convenience, and H, most importantly, H for health. I don't know what to tell you, but recently one of my, uh, one of my colleagues was telling me about who had a, who got his shoulder replaced. And he explained to me the idea of lifespan and health span. And he said, Sharon, a lot of people think about a lifespan. How long are you going to live? How, you know, uh, and, and planning around that. He goes, there's a big difference between lifespan and health span. It's like, how healthy are you in this process? And uh, can you actually live in a healthy way? And can you, do you have enough mobility? Do you have enough strength? Do you have enough uh, you know, do you have enough flexibility? Do you have enough athleticism? Can you do that? Do you not have to do, are you walking in pain? Are you sleeping in pain? Are you not sleeping well? He's asking me those questions. That were really powerful. And I don't think we buy, as we grow up, we buy treatments because of our age and illnesses and ailments, but we don't buy health. There's small things that you can do to buy health, right? Could you buy acupuncture to feel better? Wallace, could you buy and could you say, hey, every, every other Friday, I'm just going to schedule a massage. Like a lot of times my friends will tell me, oh, yeah, you know, I try to get a massage two times a week. And I'm like, how do you do that? Like, oh, you know, whenever I'm ready, I call in for a massage. I'm like, well, in instead of doing that, why don't you do something different? Why don't you just call the massage therapist that you like and tell him or her that every other Friday, you're just booked for the massage. And then you'll just be there and you'll cancel, you know, 24 hours, 48 hours in advance if you can. It's always on the books. That way you know that it's part of your life and, and how you a part of your lifestyle because you buy health. Once, once a month or before trips, I do IVs because I just want to blast my body with vitamins and minerals so I can last longer because I'm useless to everybody if I'm, if I'm sick. Well, I don't think we all buy health enough. And I will tell you this, this is a vulnerable admission, but um, I also buy mental health. I have a therapist who is a therapist coach. She's a business therapist, business coach. She's great. And without her, it this stuff would be really, really hard to do. And... I wish I had met her a lot earlier in my life and she would have completely changed the game for me. But now I have her in my corner and I buy mental health because the stronger I am, the sharper I am mentally, the more I can serve and help other people and help my family, right? That's why this stuff is important. I don't think we do a lot of teach. T for time, A for experiences, A for access, C for convenience, H for health. I don't think we do that. I do have an implementation idea for you on this one, so, so hang tight. I told you about number three, which is outsourcing 
outsourcing happiness. And here's what I talk about outsourcing happiness. So I love talking about outsourcing to people that care about you. I'm a big fan of having, having people that care about me in my world because I care about them, right? So I'll give you a good example. Um, I have my friend, Steven Sanchez. He's a, um, runs an amazing video, social media and a video agency. And I love working with Steven because he's a specialist. He knows me. He's known me for 10 plus years. And I don't have to worry about if you, if you watch any of my video content, Steven and his team produce all of that. But the crazy part is I don't direct any of it. He's the producer. He shows up in Laguna and he says, Sharon, talk about blank. And he tells me what to talk about. And I just go. And then he's like, Sharon, talk about this. And I just talk about that. And he's like, Sharon, do this. And I just do that. Because he knows what's going to perform and what's not going to perform because he's a specialist. Now, do I pay him for that? 100%. Do we have a great relationship? Yes. Do I worry? No. I outsourced happiness to him because it is his happiness in the work that he does. It's not about the money for, for the both of us, but it's, I, I, I trust him and I've outsourced my happiness to him and he knows that. And because of that, we have a really great relationship. I will also tell you the other way to outsource happiness is to trust your advisors. So... um, Russ Morgan and Joey Murray at World Without Wall Street are my advisors. They are my money coaches. I trust them implicitly. I tell them everything about that's going on in my life. And I trust them, you know, when I'm stuck, like recently I was down about something that, that happened, how one of my deals went south and one, how I got, I got screwed over in a deal. By the way, it happens all the time. If you think you're immune from all of that, that just means you're not investing enough. And what did I tell them? I actually like texted them saying, I can't believe I have to do this, but I texted them my frustration. They worked through the idea with me. They helped me kind of think through it. But the crazy part about that is I trust my advisors because I've outsourced my stress and my happiness to my advisors. Now, they're really good. Like they didn't take it on, but they helped me manage it. Most of us don't have a support system like that. The more people you find that you like working with them and you know that they care about you, caring about you is really important. And once you have that, you can actually outsource your stress, your joy, your happiness to others because then it's a very mutually supportive relationship. All right. I'm going to give you uh, an idea here. So I'll tell you what I did. For 2024, I did something and I built a worksheet. And I'm going to describe the worksheet to you. I don't know how to give this to you, but maybe I'll, maybe I'll put this in the show notes. But here's the worksheet. I want you to think about the worksheet as five columns. Five columns and six rows, all right? Five columns and six rows. So column number one is blank, which is essentially got to do with the five things about teach. And columns two, three, four, and five are Q1, Q2, Q3, and Q4. So I've got four columns, Q1, Q2, Q3, and Q4, and I got five rows, like time, teach, time, experiences, access, convenience, and health. So my goal as I was on, on, on winter break was thinking, all right, how do I fill this grid up? What am I going to do in Q1 to buy more time? What am I going to do in Q1 to buy new experiences? What am I going to do in Q1 to buy access? What am I going to do in Q1 to buy convenience? And what am I going to do in Q1 to buy health? And I, I tried to map that out across all four quarters. And I'm going to tell you right now, I found it really difficult to fill all squares. I really couldn't. I, yeah, I got a few things in there, but I realized how untrained my mind was to buy more happiness. Now, the cool part is I don't need a lot of things. Like I don't buy, I, mean, I don't go on an Amazon shopping spree. I don't need a car, a jet. I don't need, like, I don't need material things because I'm past the point in my life for needing that. But I realized that buying time, buying experience, buying access, buying convenience, buying health, and putting it in a grid, Q1, Q2, Q3, Q4, across each of those domains, made me realize that I'm significantly underperforming on the happiness that I can buy. 
And the nice part is if I could fill that entire grid out, I'd be like, oh, oh shoot, I have to make more money, which is good because now it allows me to understand that the more money that I make, the more happiness that I can have, at least in that regard, because I have defined my happiness. Hopefully this is, this. I know this was, I went a little long. Hopefully this is helpful to you. Uh, I want to recap really quickly. Number one, don't let anyone else put their money values on you. Be rich, change the world, or be like my friend who teaches at inner city school, but still has a budget for buying convenience. Don't let anyone else put their money values on you. You choose what you want. and You don't have to actually give somebody a rationale for it. Wanting what you want is the greatest gift you can give yourself. Don't let anyone else put their money values on you. Be rich. Change the world. Number two, think about TEACH. The acronym TEACH. Uh, buying time, buying experiences, buying access, buying convenience, and buying health. So buy, teach. And number three, see if you can make this grid for yourself. Q1, Q2, Q3, Q4, and then list out all the T-E-A-C-H on the rows and see if you can fill out. Maybe you only put one of, you buy one of these per year. But I will tell you the crazy part is none of the things that you want to buy, buying habit, none of this is expensive. It's just a choice because however you slice it, greatness is a choice. Those are the five uncommon things that money can buy that will instantly make you a happier person. By the way, I'm, I know it's very hard for you to like stop what you're doing and go like and subscribe and all of that. I'm not expecting any of that. I'm not expecting to look at my, my extended download charts. Maybe you want to share this with somebody. That's totally cool. I would appreciate that. Of course, I want to get this information in good hands. But I care more about you because I don't know if you like this. I don't know if you like the vulnerability. I don't know if you like the tactics. I don't know if this triggered you. I have no idea. But if you like this, can you please do me a favor? Can you screenshot this episode and tag me on social saying, hey, I like that. That was a good one. You should listen to this, whatever. That way I'll know that you like this and I will make more like this for you. So please do me a favor, screenshot this episode, tag me, tell me that you liked it so that I can make more like this for you. Remember, how to buy happiness is a real thing. This is, these are the five uncommon things that money can buy that will instantly make you a happier person. But remember, however you slice it, Greatness is a choice. I'll catch you on the next one. Hey, Sharon, I have a cool gift for you. Since you like this podcast, I actually have an ultra super secret private podcast that I make just for my partner companies and the CEOs and influencers that I advise. It's called 10K Wisdom because I try to wrap $10,000 worth of value in every single episode in just under 10 minutes. That's why it's called 10K Wisdom. It's raw, it's real, it's got no intro or outro or anything like that. It's just straight to the point and to the insights. Since you like this podcast, I think you will like that. So for the first time, I'm making it available to you. Just go to 10kwisdom.com, the number 10kwisdom.com, and my team will activate it for you as my gift. Go to 10kwisdom.com. I'll see you there. <laughs>